Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome, friends, to the first episode of the second season of Heart to Heart with Michael, a program for the bereaved community. Our purpose is to empower our community with resources, support, and advocacy information. This season's theme is the celebration of life, and we're lucky to have returning guest and our producer and graphic artist, Nancy Jensen. Today's show is Silly Socks and Celebrating Jessica. We'll be talking with Nancy about how she celebrates Jessica, what Silly Socks are, and how you too can use Silly Socks as a way to remember loved ones. And then we'll finish up by talking with Nancy about how working with Hearts Unite the Globe helps her continue to celebrate Jessica's life. Nancy Jensen and her husband Carl have three heart-healthy sons and Jessica. Jessica was born with complex congenital heart defects. Sadly, Jessica passed away on October 4th, 2010, but she survived 22 years despite all her medical issues. Nancy continues to support the CHD community, offering compassion to CHD warriors, their families, bereaved parents, and yours truly. She is the graphic artist and producer of this podcast, and she has been a guest on Heart to Heart with Anna, as well as Heart to Heart with Michael. Nancy, welcome back. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. You started off season one, and now you're starting off season two, so this has become a tradition for us. May it go on for many, many, many years. So let's start now by talking about ways that you celebrate Jessica today. Jessica is in my heart and in my mind, like every minute of every day, pretty much. And um, having cared for her for all those years, she continues to live on, um, and I feel her close to me many times, um, practically nonstop. Um, and even like my family and I, if we see a sunset or butterflies, um, rainbows, anything, we always say, or even the moon, say, hey, come out and look at this. And doesn't it remind you of Jessica? Or Jessica says, hi. And so there are just all kinds of things that we do to celebrate her every day, even joking about some of the same things that she joked about. What would she joke about? Oh, just every little thing. Like, we we tease each other about everything. And, like, if we teased her about something, or, like, Carl would ask her, she would say, hey, are you my little girl? And she'd say, I'm not little. That started from the time she was she could talk, and she'd be going in a little girl voice. I'm not little. Tell us about the little girl on. voice because that's important. She actually remained a little child most of the way through, yeah. Oh, all the way through. Yes, <laughs> she was at the level of maybe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, she could write at about a mm, first grade level, and she loved writing stories and what. But even as a big girl, she would say, I'm not little. And so we tried to get her to stay in bed at night. Mm-hmm. And 
we told her big girls stay in bed. So we get to call you little if you get out of bed, which was eight or nine or ten times every night. <laughs> so it worked really well. <laughs> yeah, it worked really well. <laughs> Great parenting. But, okay. <laughs> but when she actually did stay in bed, she would say, Daddy, I'm a big girl today. I stayed in bed. <laughs> so little sweet. things. But when we tease her about something, she'd go, oh, daddy, you're silly. Or if I tease daddy about something, she'd go, yes, mommy, you got daddy. You know. <laughs> or she would call him little. Jessica, are you my little girl? No, you're little. And he'd joke and say, oh, no, I'm little. And she'd laugh. Mommy, I got daddy. But Cole, by the way, yes, is one of the that- nicest people I've ever met. Um, and he's 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 a big teddy bear. So for him to be playing little like that with her, I can, I can see that. I really can. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. There, were, I've got many many stories. <laughs> you know what? We're here to celebrate. We're here to, to talk about all the good stuff. So give us another one. Oh my gosh, she absolutely loved meeting family. Towards the end of her life, my aunt and uncle were coming through town. And they came by, and they had met her when she was a little girl, but they stopped by and got to meet her. And when I was telling her that my aunt Karen and Uncle Jerry were coming, she emphasized, when are my aunt Karen and Uncle Jerry coming? (laughs) (laughs) And I'd say, well, Uncle Jerry is grandpa. Pa's brother, so he's my uncle. She goes, but that means he's my uncle too, right, mommy? And I said, yes. She always said, right, mommy. And I say, yes, it does. She goes, okay. When are my uncle Jerry, Nat, <laughs> Karen, Kelly? <laughs> so she just loved meeting new people. Or I'd show her pictures online and say, these are your cousins. You know, they'd be second or third or you know whatever cousins she hadn't met oh she'd get so excited and oh they're my family oh that's so wonderful so yeah i guess the family is very important to her i know it is to you and i can see why she would think that oh yeah you know whenever we planned a birthday party or christmas which was every day all year round mind you she would always talk about who she was going to invite and of course, family and friends. And she would just love to talk about getting together with people. And it was just, she loved a party. That's what we've always said about her. Oh, Jessica loved a party. She loved a planet too. <laughs> so tell me now about some of the ways that you celebrate her today when she's you know not physically here, but she's still very much a part of your life. How do you celebrate her today? I have been a crafter, an artist, oh, ever since I was a little girl. And I love doing arts and crafts with my kids, all four of them. And with Jessica staying at the same level and not being able to run and play and do sports or do any of that kind of thing, that's what we did. We did lots of crafts, and she loved to trace pictures Carl used to say she'd make a great Xerox machine one day because <laughs> she would trace those pictures uh, like out of coloring books. Mm-hmm. So I'd buy her coloring books. She would trace it. Then she would color it. Then she would cut it out. And then she would give it to somebody or put it up on the wall or maybe not cut it out. 
and, and give it to somebody. And then she would draw me pictures. And for years, she would almost every day, here, mommy, I drew you a picture. Or if I was sick, here, mommy, I want you to feel better. I drew you a picture. Another thing that we enjoyed doing together is beading jewelry. So I have quite a few necklaces and bracelets and such that she made for me. So I continue to celebrate her by the artwork that I do. Mm-hmm. I, for a while, for several years, got into making cards. And all my cards had something of Jessica in it. And I still do make cards, either butterflies or her favorite colors or a little girl in it or her favorite flower. I mean, something of her is in it. And if you knew Jessica, you'd be able to look at the card and go, oh, yeah, that's all about Jessica. <laughs> and pretty and and feminine. And so I have all these things around me. And they help me to feel and like I'm celebrating her. And I have quite a few of her things hanging up, like some of her pictures and things. Um, so that when I look at it, I smile and think, oh, I remember when she drew that for me. Oh, so and I have pictures of us doing cards together. That's very and nice. Stuff. So I enjoy looking at photos. So lots of different ways I'm celebrating her life. And also by offering support and love to other families, I'm celebrating her. She wanted to help everybody she knew. That's and nice. she just couldn't do much. So she would draw them a picture or made a, a bracelet for them. Hi, I'm John Montez of NBC's hit acapella show, The Sing-Off. In acapella music, it takes a team to create a sound that many will enjoy, just like it'll take a team to help my good friend Miles Schweitzer, an HLHS survivor. Let's help Miles fulfill his dream and make a big enough sound to bring awareness to congenital heart disease. Please visit him at GoFundMe.com backwards slash The Miles Project. Miles with the Y. Again, that's GoFundMe.com The Miles Project. This is from Miles. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Michael. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our program, please send an email to Michael Lieben at michael at hearttoheartwithmichael.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Michael. We were talking about how you celebrate Jessica today, but I know there's something special going on there, Nancy. So tell me more about the socks. Oh, this is a really awesome tradition. So um, we didn't have the internet because we couldn't afford it for the first about 11, 12 years of Jessica's life. And it was a very, very, very lonely. And so when we got the internet, my sister recommended I go online and I found some support groups. And in one of those support groups, they had a tradition, which was wearing Christmas socks for a child who was very ill in hopes that they would be able to not only survive for till Christmas, but enjoy their time with their family. So when I went online, I told the whole story about how Jessica was not going to survive her CHDs. Her health was declining. Um, and we just were hoping to be able to have a good Christmas. And everyone in that group started wearing Christmas socks for her 
And it was amazing because within a month or two, we counted 12 countries and our lowest estimate was about 5,000 people or more wearing Christmas socks. How do you measure that? Just people oh, writing and saying, me too, how me we too, me me too? yeah, on the group, they were say they were telling us where they were from. So, or they would send me email and telling me where they were from and that mm-hmm. they were wearing Christmas socks for Jessica. They had their prayer groups, their church groups and whoever well, were well. wearing Christmas socks. And I mean, I even had a couple of, Jewish people asked me if it would be okay if they wore Hanukkah socks <laughs> or or one of them said, do you think it would be okay for this Jewish woman to wear Christmas socks? <laughs> and I'm like, where I would I never heard of Hanukkah want? socks. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> well, you know, Christmas socks aren't necessarily the socks that you, ha- stockings that you hang up for Santa Claus. They're just regular socks that have a Christmas design on it. Like Christmas and sweaters, yeah, I get it. So yeah, like like ugly Christmas sweaters, which I think a lot of them are actually cute, but <laughs> but that's just me. So in October, they had a reporter come out and do a story on these Christmas socks for this little girl, and it wasn't even Christmas yet. And so they did a news report on her, which was pretty cool. And then at Christmas time, they came and did a follow up story about the Christmas socks. So that was kind of neat. So afterwards, I started getting receiving messages and in the groups they were posting, well, now what do we do? Let's wear Valentine socks for Jessica and then Easter socks. And then it just, you know, polka dot socks or summer socks or so after a while, they just started calling it silly socks. It was amazing. We started getting mail. We opened up a a, a mailbox, and she got, was getting socks. They were sending was, socks? They were sending silly socks, yes. <laughs> and cards and pins. Some of the CHD um, groups had made pins, and so she got a couple of pins. She got one from Australia. And so it was really quite amazing to see all this love and support. When I went online, I figured, well, we've been through strokes, we've been through collapsed lungs, we've been through all these, you know, all these and, major surgeries. And now silly socks. To offer support. Well, I all wanted to offer support to other people. And all of a sudden, there's all this support coming into me. And uh, we weren't used to that. And it was so, so amazing. It was so amazing. And so... Um, now, Jessica didn't just suddenly get well. She was still a very sick little girl, and her health would go up and down, and she would, like, get a cold, and she would be at death's door, and people would start sending out the notification, let's wear Christmas socks, let's wear silly socks, let's wear these socks for Jessica, and, you know, it was the love and support of all these people that helped pull us through and she would come back to us. And then in 2010, when we found out that her ischemic bowels um, had really were completely shutting down and that was something she had suffered from all of her life. 
Um, and we knew that time for sure was running short. Someone even made a Facebook event about Silly Socks for Jessica. And it was for her passing to be peaceful mm-hmm. and for love and support for our family. It was so amazing. I want to say something here because I remember I remember the Silly Socks. I remember Silly Socks for Jessica. But I remember also that it became a thing that as soon as somebody said, you know, my kid's in trouble, other people would start wearing socks for, for other kids. And that it became sort of a folk cure kind of a thing. And in yeah. in many in many ways it was amazing because it was something that had started on a small, obscure group that we were both a part of. Yes. And it, it spread all around. So let me ask you this. Does keeping this tradition going now help you feel that you're still close with Jessica? Does you feel that she's still next to you when you do that? Oh, absolutely. You know, towards the end there, she was so afraid. Her biggest fear was that mm. people would forget her. Oh. And that just blew me away of all these people who loved her so much. How could we ever forget her? And so I feel that us wearing these silly socks on her birthday and on her angel day, that she can actually visually see all these people that still love and care about her so much. And it does this angel heart mama's heart a lot of good to know that people still love her and remember her and that our family aren't the only ones that she still lives on through these silly socks. And like I had said before, she wanted to help everybody that she met or even heard of. And she got to, you know, chat with people online and such. And so we would wear silly socks also for other people and she would as well. And so I know that doing this honors what she would want to do. Did she know that they were wearing silly socks for her? Oh, yes, absolutely. People sent me pictures all the time. And I would show them to her. I would show them to her, say, Jessica, look, this is so-and-so. They would put them on their children, their heart children, and take pictures. Or all of them, they sometimes just the socks. And mostly they would take pictures of their feet with their socks. And send it to us. And so what we have done, um, usually on her angel day, is we have gone out to the cemetery, whatever family members are available, and sometimes a dear friend of mine, who had been her home health aide for quite a few years. And we will go and we'll wear our silly socks and take a picture there. And um, so... and. Having people send me those pictures, those pictures, it just really warms my heart, and I just feel Jessica smiling, you know. Yeah, it's a very lovely sentiment, and it's nice that it, it it's an ongoing thing, and in whatever the reason, if there's a reason to wear the socks, you pull them out, and you're you're there, and you're with her. I think it's really sweet. Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. 
I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight forever. Heart to Heart with Michael is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Michael. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Michael's program, please email him at michael at hearttoheartwithmichael.com. Now, back to our program. We were talking about jewelry and cards and all kinds of things that that you used to do with Jessica and that you continue to do now. So tell me about the jewelry because I think that's a that's a big thing here. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I am with Origami L Jewelry and we personalize lockets. And the way I came about finding them is I was invited to a party and when I saw some of the charms on there it was like Jessica was excited and she's like, mommy, 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 I would love those. Oh my gosh, you got to get them. <laughs> so I had to get them <laughs> and put them in a locket and it has grown from having a couple of princess charms to butterflies mm-hmm. and um, we have these dangles and different things and it has helped me heal so much by having that locket and um, I've had other friends and customers who have created lockets about those who they are bereaved of and they love their lockets and they gift lockets to other people who, who are bereaved or they're celebrating somebody mm-hmm. with these lockets and helping others is something that I absolutely love to do. Mm-hmm. And these lockets is one way to help others while honoring Jessica. And I just enjoy it so much. That's nice. I'm glad that you found something that can connect you to her and make you feel like she's still a a part of your everyday. That's really important. Now I want you to talk about something else that you do regularly and how that also helps you to continue to celebrate Jessica. Why do you volunteer with Hearts Unite the Globe and and how does that help you bring her back into your everyday life? Well, it started out when um, I was asked to be the first guest on your program. And I had been on Anna Jaworski's Heart to Heart with Anna a couple of times. And I had done a little bit of artwork for her. So first I was a guest and then more artwork. And then pretty soon I was the producer. (laughs) So I have really enjoyed meeting a lot of these other people. And it just helping people was something that came natural to Jessica and for me. And you know, for a long time, I was a CHD mom. Now I'm also an angel mom. 
And helping others is really a great way of honoring her life and helping her feel close to me. And there have been just so many times that I have felt her close when listening to one of our podcasts or interviewing one of these guests. And I feel like she's going, way to go, mom. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm glad you said that because one, one of the things that we talked about when we were planning these programs was that we wanted to bring help to people. We wanted to let them know they weren't alone. We wanted to bring them information. We wanted to advocate. All of these you know, high ideals. But it's hard to know if you're reaching somebody when you're sitting here. And I remember talking about this with um, with you and with others and said, if we help only one person, we've done our job. And I'm that person. Absolutely. Words, I am too. You definitely feel that when you're when you're working on this all the time, it's it's more than just something to do. It's not just something you'd like to do. It's a mission. You're going out there and you want people to listen and you want them to know that, you know, we we know how hard things are. We know how tough things can really be. But we're doing what we're doing. And we've, in some sense, recovered or we're recovering, but we feel okay with ourselves. And we want other people to get that. And we hope that it radiates from these programs. And I think it does. And I think you're a really good example of that. Well, thank you. So are you. <laughs> and I have spoken to other people who have listened to the podcast. And you have mm-hmm. gotten emails and such yeah, yeah, we have. saying how much that listening to our podcast helps them. And so that that makes it all worthwhile, even like I, you said, just one I want person. You to also, we, we've been getting mail here from people who are not bereaved, who just think it's nice to hear something hopeful because sometimes you're not bereaved, but you have other things that are heavy. Um, yes. You can draw lessons from people who have been through very heavy situations and can really, you know, draw from them. And I think that's really nice. We didn't expect to do that. And I think we right. have it. Well, you know, there are all different forms of grieving. You don't have to have lost a child or a parent or somebody. I mean, you could have lost a marriage, a divorce. You Mm -hmm. could have lost a job. I mean, there are so many different things to grieve. And I think that listening to us and how we still have hope and joy in our lives can help them to relate and give them hope as well. Remembering our loved ones is something that is so important to all of us in the brief community. So give us a couple of lessons that you've learned from living and loving with Jessica because, you know, we are the products of what we have done. Absolutely. Oh, I learned so much from her. I learned from her not to give up. Mm. She was the little baby who was going through all these diff- difficult things. And she looked to me like, Mommy, help me. I can't breathe. Mm. Things. And after her strokes, even though she lost the use of her left side, she was bound to determine that she was going to learn how to use it again. When she wasn't able to learn to talk and we did sign language, she still was so eager to communicate that I worked with her day and night. You know, whenever she was awake on, on forming words out of the sounds that she could make. And she got to where... You couldn't shut her up. (laughs) She (laughs) talked nonstop. And I'd say, Jessica, why don't you take a breath? You're getting you're getting blue. And she's like, But mommy, it's what I do best. (laughs) You know what? I think I think I must have said this the last time you were on, but the day I was able to tell my autistic daughter, just shut up, was a a moment of sheer joy because this is a girl (laughs) who didn't really talk. 
Well, what was funny is when she was in her car seat in the back seat and signing to me and then getting mad because I wasn't answering her <laughs> because I was driving. So drive, talking yeah. actually really helped us a lot. <laughs> she had to face so many things. And when she got older, she was told, well, Jessica, you have to have a cardiac catheterization. Mm. Um, you're coughing up blood. We need to find out where it's from. Yeah. And you're going to have to have the tube in your throat, which was what she was horrified of. I can imagine. She sucked it up and she said, okay, but don't let me wake up with it in my mouth. And she oh. had had that experience after her last surgery mm-hmm. that she was awake enough when they extubated that she remembered that. And she absolutely was terrified of it. So I learned how to be brave and to just, you know, Suck it up when you're face something and have the courage. You're not alone. That's something I always told her. You don't have to do it alone. I'll be here with you. And so to be brave and to find joy in the little things. Like I said, we still do the Jessica-isms. Oh, daddy, you're so silly. (laughs) You know, little things like that. And to find joy in the little things because her life, not one day of it was easy. But she was the most joyful person anyone would ever meet. Would you say, just to wrap this up, that you were, when she was with you, you were there for her. Now that she's gone, she's kind of here for you, isn't she? She absolutely is. She is. You know, there have been some times when I have, you know, I'm not always cheerful. And there are times I, I when I find that I, hard to believe. Stop. That's just not true. <laughs> I well, don't, I I don't want to say, you know, depression. telling any half-truths or alternate <laughs> truths or, you know, untruths, but you're just not, that's just not right. <laughs> well, okay, this is what I do. I suck it up like Jessica did. I find joy in the little things. And every once in a while, I break down and I let it out. And she told me one time, and I will quote her, I'll say, some wise person once told me, sometimes the tears just have to come out, right, Mommy? <laughs> and they do. Like, you but know, it's, it's, it's bittersweet because we're here celebrating, and 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 still, those moments they, they touch me so hard. Yeah, know. they but, they do, and it will always probably be that way. However, yeah. they are with us, and I know you feel the L with you. Oh, we yeah, have for sure all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. And that concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Michael. I want to thank Nancy Jensen for sharing Jessica with us, and I hope her story has brought some joy to those who are listening. Please join us at the beginning of the month for a brand new podcast. I'll talk with you soon, and until then, remember, our loved ones are still with us as long as we keep their memories alive. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you have gained strength from listening to our program. Heart to Heart with Michael can be heard every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next time when we'll share more stories. 